Morning, sir. I always love when I can see uh, Chris Maynard did not connect to audio. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> you made a conscious choice in a podcast recording. Well, I, I did nothing. It was basically for the benefit of the audience, for you, for everyone. I mean, who are we kidding at this point? Let's just go ahead. <clears throat> Easy edit. Uh, Mike gets on, uh, throws out questions, answers them himself, plays some clips. There's your show. So I actually is, forgot what we were talking that's, about. That's what uh, I was going to ask you. Are we doing the detective thing? What are we? Uh, sure. Okay. Both Mr. Lou and Mr. O'Connell bequeath all of their property to our beloved granddaughters, Ping Lou and Nicole O'Connell. So they thought that we were the best choice to keep their agency running? Gonna clean this up? We are. It's clear that Nick, with her self-control issues, isn't qualified. You don't want to know what I would do to you if he wasn't here. My point exactly. Ladies, I'm a lawyer, not a therapist. I was working with your grandfathers at the time of their death. And they were trying to find out who was behind the hurry foreclosure of the building. Grandfathers wanted you to have this. He mentioned something about it, a Guan Do you know where the Guan Yin is? Guan Yin. Guan Yin. Oh! Brings the Guan Yin. What's that mean? This Guan Yin was stolen from a private gallery in China. He said none of it added up. It's like hot potatoes. My boss, the Sengwen Wei, the American dream is stagnant. It's tied to the paper trail. What were you? I'd be careful spreading rumors. There has to be more to it than just money. Crying out loud, you got it all wrong. How does the Guan Yin fit into all this? Shouldn't we be asking the questions? When word gets out that you've been poking around, it'll bring out the scum. You know, do all the snooping around you want, just uh, from the statue. Don't you think you're getting ahead of yourself? What's the trouble, young detectives? Quit playing detectives. Quit playing detectives. You are detectives. So, how did this one come about? This uh, this particular double feature. Uh, I was sent uh, the bad detective uh, link, which I believe is on VOD uh, as of now. Is there a title change on that? Because yeah, on the on the screener I got it was the year of the detective or year of the detectives, and uh, yeah, I went to search for that, and I'm like, wait, wait. does this exist? What is this? But now it's bad detectives in the, I don't know, probably the vein of um, the bad Santa. Uh, was it? Uh, I think uh, Neighbors was called Bad Neighbors uh, in other countries. I don't. Bad I don't Moms. Understand. Does this go into that sort of? Uh... I, it doesn't fit with any of those. Like Bad Santa, Bad Moms. I, I see those audiences kind of meeting. Uh, bad Detectives. Uh, seems a bit unfair to our two lead characters who are just gifted a detective agency, and they're just kind of cleaning up uh, their grandfather's mess. It's not that they're bad at it. They're just, uh, what, the janitors here of their grandfather's life choices? Reluctant may have been a better title. Reluctant detectives. I don't know if that's his, the marketing hook for it. <laughs> Reluctant anything, <laughs> if you're an audience member. Um, it's certainly not as... Uh, on the nose or as easy of a hook as the kid detective, which was the other one. I was uh, generally just wondering what is going on with this strange indie film resurgence with the idea of like encyclopedia Brown. I don't know. Where's this coming from all of a sudden? Well, and just a couple of years ago, they redid Nancy drew also. So I guess this is something that's always kind of there. Mm. Detective films of always, that's just a, 
pretty much a sure. constant. There's always somebody doing some version of that, whether it's indie films, mainstream films. Um, and then I guess you have to cycle through the kid or bad version of that. And then we all just go, why aren't we watching The Long Good Night? I took it more as a slap in the face to uh, Ryan Johnson. That's like, yeah, Brick came out in the mid 2000s. That didn't really take. Uh, I thought that was the indie darling that would have kicked off all manner of childhood detective stories. Uh, not so much. And I, <laughs> I do think that with this new film in particular, um, it's more of a disservice because generally speaking, anything about, I guess, young people doing adult jobs. Uh, it's that like Doogie Howser effect where it's like, how can they be so smart with those small little heads? And this neither, one... neither one of those fill, fill, fill that though with these. So, no, I mean, no. bad detectives, you have a, uh, a war veteran. <laughs> it's, you know, so the, these are not really There's a bit of life experience there. More a little so bit. than just the pugnacious little kid from the sandlot deciding to solve a homicide or <laughs> some mafia hits of any sort. Um, do you, did you find this more in the vein of something like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the aesthetic has that sort of like Nicholas winding Refn kind of look uh, yeah. more so than the title would lead you to believe that it's some sort of broad comedy. No, it's not at all. It actually has uh once I kind of settled into the movie a little bit um, and saw what it was trying to do, there's actually some interesting camera work here and it's, it has a much bolder style than I would have initially thought. Um, and there's in particular, there's this one shot on the roof where I think the camera is at like 180 degrees hands completely up and then turns on its side. And it's a really kind of a cool shot for a film of this size. And I'm assuming this was probably kind of a micro budget movie, but I think they do some for what they have, do some interesting stuff here. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the uh, filmmaker here who uh, apparently there was another feature Buffalo and trout, um, which looks like another, Oh, it's a short. Okay. So it's mm. another two hander uh, about uh, two female addicts um, who are hired to rob a white supremacist house. Um so I'm kind of interested in finding this, <laughs> finding this now. Uh, I guess a more aggressive uh, green room there, where we're just going to take it to them. We're not just going to fall into it by happenstance. Um, here, I I thought that they were playing with the idea first off, more with not just the the use angle, but I guess the uh, the gender aspect, where it's like as you mentioned, one character here is a vet, and yet they're being talked to like. They're like two cheerleaders or something from high school by all yeah. these uh, middle-aged men that keep wandering into into frame. And they're like, "What are you doing here?" And that see, I guess that's the comedy if there is such. But it, uh, I do like that the characters respond with aggression to this. It's not just <laughs> you know a pun uh, or a joke or a wink and a smile. Uh, it's usually uh, an immediate antagonistic relationship, even with the allies. In, in this and when i say allies i mean allies to their grandfathers not some sort of political allies there um and i wondered how that would play if people will stumble into this i assume it will be on a streaming service uh here shortly um if it's gonna be off-putting to have these two young ladies not smile and and preen uh, for the camera like because they're they're playing it more gruff than the guys that are supposed to be the gruff men in the room which i liked yeah, uh, it's 
again, it's that kind of um, my expectations of what I'm bringing to the table are the the initial hesitancy I had with this. It was really my getting over and meeting the film where it is, uh, which seems to be my problem a lot lately, where I'm mm. finding unusual films and then I have these pre-expectations, these preconceived notions that I'm needing to get over. And I, for one, I think that's the strongest part of this movie is that it is something different than what I was expecting. Um, and I enjoyed it far more than I initially had expected. Um, and was it the title switch that really bugged you at first? Were you expecting like a link later? We're going to focus on the actual year of time as the detectives. And then you're wondering like, what is, they're not doing that at all. What's going on? Why are they just bad detectives? I don't understand this. But uh, Yeah, but they're not, they're not even bad. They're as capable as, I mean, if I found out that I was taking over my grandfather's detective agency, they're more capable than I, I probably would be. I, I would fall apart within an hour. It would be two quick Google searches and I'd be done. I, I wouldn't be able to look at that object and figure out what the hell was going on. Wouldn't mean anything to me. Be done. I, I thought the film was more, if they wanted to, to flip the title, it's that the criminals are bad, that these two, <laughs> two newbies come in and they're like, all right, maybe you fooled our grandfathers, but we quickly see through <laughs> this ruse. And that's another element of the detective story is, it seems like we want our investigative team or like the Sherlock Holmes effect to be like so smart that they see everything, the inconsequential yeah. that, that leads up to the, the, the big reveal. Um, but then you back yourself into a corner as far as like, well, if they're that good, um, then how are they even like allowing these things to happen? Which is why I wanted to watch the kid detective, which, cause I, I caught up with it and I knew that one, <laughs> That's the, the the bad detective yeah. title there. His family runs the butcher shop. Yeah. Why? I was working a case here the other week. Really? What was it? Nothing that serious. His dad might be a homosexual. Holy smokes! Don't say anything. Hey, Billy. Hi, Caroline. Who's this guy? Oh, he's a really awesome detective. He's going to help me find out who killed Patrick. How many murders have you solved? I have to ask you some questions. I need you to be completely honest with me. Now, I know what it's like at that school. Drugs are more popular than milk. To the best of your knowledge, did Patrick have any contact with the kids on the stoop or the wild geese? This guy has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, well, your dad is gay. Brody's character was basically playing a man-child fuck-up who used to be, like, kind of a cute boy genius. Um, I would say that may be my uh, one... That was what was running through the back of my mind, is it's unfortunate um, that when you put women in these type of roles, uh, that they're often not allowed to be uh, as big of a fuck-up as men in these things. And... I don't know if it's just because, uh, like going back to like bad Santa, if we're keeping with the bad effect, uh, we can have a man pissing himself and incapable of even like bathing properly. But when there's a hero turn in that film, we're like, yeah, okay, we knew it was eventually coming. It's like, why would you? Why would you ever think that? Why would you? <laughs> why would you know? Whereas when you put women in these roles as the characters in the film, there's immediate doubt. Like, oh, I don't know if they can they can handle this. But yeah, Billy Bob Thornton as an alcoholic. <laughs> mall santa we expect the hero moment the hero's journey from him that's again that's because we're 
pretty limited in the stories that we've allowed women to take the lead on. And I, and more <laughs> where women are fuck ups, the better. Um, I, I, I guess, um, the more that they get to young get, adult, I yeah. love young adult. Yeah. For that reason. And cause there's not a single redeeming character of characteristic about her at the end of the film. She has absolutely no arc. It's wonderful. It's a, it's a perfect movie. I wouldn't go in that, that way. far. I found her very, very appealing. I found her the lesson learned there very attractive to me. It spoke to me entirely. I'm not surprised by that, Rita. That, that is right. I, I, Fuck I, these I, people. I am not, better than them. I'm not sure that's what they were going for. <laughs> I mean, hey, can we finally someone said it. So, with the film, with these types of films, though, how important? do you think the actual mystery is the story that they're oh, unco- not at all yeah. I, wa- I watched these a week ago i watched bad detective and kid detective and if you asked me to recount the crime and like how they got from point a to z i don't know i don't it's i think with both it's more like the the vibe and it's like the 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 sort of brick walls they run into Mm-hmm. It's it's those characters that lead to nothing that I end up usually enjoying more the interactions on some some lead that they're chasing down and it's just more of a, a character beat than it is moving the plot forward. Uh, that may be more my bag because I just I generally like hang movies more and a lot of times with detective stories I just like hanging out with people sort of just kicking the tires, shooting the shit on this thing that they're supposed to be focusing on, but it usually leads them to hanging out with all manner of unsavory, like interesting people for like brief little interludes. So what I'm asking for is I guess like the slacker version of like kid detective. Literally exactly what I was thinking while you're saying that, that it seems surprising that Linkletter at this point hasn't jumped in with a detective film. It seems like something that would really fit his sense of style, having this one central, I mean, slacker, you're jumping from story to story, but if you had one character that you were following from beat to beat to beat, that it would, as the story sort of moves along, um, that might fit him really well. I guess would the closest thing to that be the animated one that he did with Keanu Reeves, I guess. Oh, scanner darkly. Um, yeah, I, I guess so. I was thinking like, unfortunately for him, and it's not quite the same stylistically, probably like inherit vice. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Is yeah. Closer to, the characters you'd want to hang out with along the way, but even that might be too plot driven <laughs> for link later. Um, yeah. Did you get, when you looked at the poster for bad detectives, uh, an inherent vice feel? Not that I think yeah. any, anybody would jump on that particular film as something that they would say, okay, let's go ahead and grab onto the marketing for inherent vice. But I just, that's something that, immediately grabbed me about it. It felt this the movie that took the nation by storm inherent vice. <laughs> yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty much one for the film Twitter crowd, uh, in particular. Uh, I think that's where, uh, bad detectives, there could be, uh, a hang up in that regard is that. So like the mood movies were like mentioning, uh, first off, like inherent vice, not Tom Cruise, not like a huge movie star, but still a known quantity. Um, even when I, I mentioned Brick, it's, you know, precocious little Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like, I guess, grown up-ish to high school age, or he was probably like 28, playing high school age at that point. Uh, and I don't know how often 
unknowns get the chance for those like let's just feel it out let's just see where the story goes unless it is like there has to be some sort of bit of melodrama do you find that like with like indie darlings the ones that break out that it's usually more melodrama specific as opposed to like the the genre fair obviously with like horror like you have a community there this is one that I'm like I don't know exactly where it fits and I kind of dig I dig that about it as I'm watching it but yeah, I don't I don't know like the the vibe here feels to me like this filmmaker um is going to get a bigger budget uh Presley Paris and do something and then people will double back and catch up with this. I think so too. But yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean that's that sucks in a way. <laughs> but I I don't know how I would get my like younger brother to watch this movie. Uh I mean, he would probably want to be slightly stoned and have a good time with it, but um, I don't know if I could just play it straight and be like, yeah, watch this detective story. And he's like, well, what's the crime? I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Just watch it. Um, I think you're onto something interesting there where the indie films, there's those two lanes that they'll break out in. Um, and I think it's because of the people that actually support indie films, uh, the horror community, they'll support genre films. And really, if they have one interesting hook, and one angle that they can grab onto, they'll support whatever. They're very open and understanding to sort of the limitations of micro-budget filmmaking. And the other one is older people. They're the ones that'll go to the art house and they'll watch a melodrama and those kinds of things. So when you have these more unusual kind of, I think that this would be a film that really would work for I don't know, maybe people in their 20s to 50s, maybe even 60s, somewhere in there. It seems like that this would be kind of a a show that would have a mainstream appeal, um, or at the very least a crossover appeal that people would, there's a lot of fun to be had with this film, but there's not that ready-made marketplace for it. There's not that group that you can just say, okay, let's go ahead and throw this. Let's put this particular tag on Twitter because they're all going to you know, go ahead and let's promote Indie Detective you know, uh, hashtag, whatever that is. I don't know that that really exists. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the, the two leads here. Uh, Freya Tingley, who is a uh, shout out to uh, Andrew uh, from uh, the curb uh, was born in Perth, Australia. Uh, oh, there you go. The, the vet here. Uh, but she was in something. I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, up and comer. Um, and now look, and of course the title that jumps out to me, uh, is something from 2017 called the wrong nanny. And I'm like, now there, that's something I, I know how to, to sell this, uh, and her playing a seemingly perfect nanny, uh, to help a woman with her twin baby boys. But soon the mother discovers that the young woman is the daughter she gave up for adoption at birth. That sounds like a mic joint. That sounds like, I mean, I don't know how much, how erotic it gets, uh, or it can get, uh, but I, I hope not. Like, I, I, I hope I like that's the, not the. Why does the mom hire a nanny? Maybe she has De Palma moments, and she goes out, and you know, she just doesn't get killed in an elevator, that sort of thing. It, <laughs> she comes home to presumably be attacked by the nanny. Uh, I'm just spitballing here. Um, but yeah, that's that's something with this particular because this is genre fair, hmm. but clearly with my deviant mind, uh, it doesn't wander into those territories. Uh, even something like drive, uh, you have Ryan Gosling there, but drive has to have him, uh, kicking a man's skull in, in an elevator. Like, you know, it, it has those money shot moments where it's like someone who wouldn't want to watch drive or wouldn't like the general mood. 
you have like these explosive moments of violence and that's what they go tell their friends. You've got to see this movie for, even if it's just that one moment and they don't care about the, the, the weird soundtrack and the love story. Uh, they have that and it's bold that this film doesn't really kind of cave into that in a way. Um, but I, I think it probably limits it uh, for the genre fans that it doesn't have that sort of one killer moment where uh, the wrong nanny is bashing someone's face in. So do you think that that would be the advice to indie filmmakers is you need to have somebody come out with a chainsaw or you need to have a mm. curb stomp at some point just it so helps. that you can sell. Your <laughs> <film>. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think also like, for as much as we want uh, a sort of different take or a different style, even in the approach to the characters. Um, that's how we started this conversation is even with the title, tell us how to frame this as the audience. I don't, I don't know why we feel as just viewers of material that we need to be an active participant in how to handle this. Like you should just, if you click play, you just accept. And I mean, you can dig it or not, um, but why do we need to be guided or feel like we're guiding the material in some way based on previous things we've watched? That's us. We're broken people. I think most people that, <laughs> that watch Thank you for stuff, listening. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> I think most people that click on a thumbnail, they, they do accept things for what they are. It's us <laughs> that are trying to get like five steps ahead of things that we have, <laughs> look behind you and see all that nonsense. It's there that I have the same wall in my closet. Mm, it's we love well, posters, yeah. toys, movies. We're, we yep. have these holes in our hearts that we're trying to fill with media. And that that's <sighs> probably part of that. I think your average, when I think of my parents as film goers, they don't try to get, one up on the movie and they, they'll accept it where it is. I think a lot more willingly than I will. But do they try to get one up on detective stories where it's a, a whodunit? Cause there, there are people who like to actively engage and like have the guessing game thing going uh, either socially on the couch or just in their own head with this. I have a feeling my mom has seen the firm and maybe Chinatown. And that's the extent of her diving into uh, detective stories. Well, I'm I'm not recommending this one to her. If that if that's the bar, if it has to be Chinatown or the firm, uh, that, that's a little bit different. Uh, but you know, there has to be. I'm sure there's a you know British Mystery Channel or something that's been on a streaming service now. There have to be people that do just consume sort of mysteries, these little like puzzles yeah. that they want to put together. And I think this one's kind of a weird fit in that regard too. Um, because it is from through the the lens of like two amateurs coming in and trying to to pick it up like halfway through like what was what was happening um but you and I it sounds like we don't really give a shit <laughs> what the mystery is we just kind of enjoy hanging out with these two characters in particular well people like a fish out of water story and that's really what this is it's two people that aren't up for the task it well, it seems that way, but then as you were saying, the people that they're up against, they're not that great either. So it's just, it's a whole bunch of incompetence. <laughs> so is it more of a generational thing that, uh, you know, this particular area, the crime has become stagnant and it's like <laughs> you need younger, basically to make it a fair fight, you have to have a younger perspective on both sides. Um, the, you know, the, the gut has started to expand even in the criminal enterprise and uh, you know, they've, they've gotten soft uh, about it. I think, I think I would have liked to seen the film push more in that direction. 
Um, but it doesn't seem like these characters want to uh, lap uh, the, the the criminal players like I would. There's not as much trash talking as I would have <laughs> would have wanted or desired from from the the two leads. Well, it's I think it's uh, that's something again to our personalities where my lack of ability will never talk me stop me rather from talking shit. And so, yes, I, I, I think that that's just something that this film doesn't have in it. But they, the characters are what make this worth watching more than anything else. It's whether or not you buy into these two leads and their chemistry together in this film. And they, you could have put them in these two characters in any number of stories, and I think this would still work because their dynamic works. Yep, I would agree. It doesn't necessarily have to be a... Uh detective uh story necessarily um just something where um seemingly two people who uh do not suffer fools uh have to be put into a box where they assume the other one is yeah. uh, a fool uh i i like and that's something we've that's probably a throwback to like i'd say a lot of 80s action movies it's just not it's never been seen at this scale with probably two young female leads in particular like even when um, I'm trying to think, um, there's a Sandra Bullock, Melissa McCarthy movie that was attempting kind of play off of those old '80s action movies. Yeah, and it didn't get it. Not like this one. This one feels genuinely more like those movies, without the the budget at all and without the star power. <laughs> what I wanted from it. So uh, thanks for nothing, Sandy B and Melissa McCarthy is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Got to punch up, right? I, <laughs> I'll take on the people that have made their, you know millions over and they're fine uh bad detectives um still working on a title here at projecting film we'll come up with another one <laughs> uh adequate detectives uh, against incompetent criminals I, I don't know detectives question mark i like that because that's that sounds like us as we were like clicking play like do i have the right thing what is this <laughs> i clicked on the wrong square appreciate anything that we could raise <clears throat> problems how are you gonna plan this event when you're, you're busy with these two little boys if you can't keep control of your household i am having reservations about putting you in charge of our charity gala but maybe we can just revisit the whole nanny conversation hey i'm blake i have my hands full right now that since i've decided to plan this charity event i'm actually more than happy to do all the cooking and the cleaning and you're amazing it's like she's truly becoming part of the family Risky hiring her. She's like the sweetest kid you'll ever meet. She creeps me out. 
How much do you actually know about this girl? Blake's been an amazing nanny. Well, I'm glad you feel like I'm someone you can trust. I ran your nanny through the system. What did you find? Me abandoned daughter. Blake is dangerous. She has a history of stalking people. <laughs> You wouldn't shoot your own daughter. It's over. I'll stay when it's over.